and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hello moms, thank you for joining. I have an amazing guest for us today. First, the mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us, subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. My guest today is Sandy Molesky. Sandy is the founder, CEO of the Legacy Ranch in Lockport, Illinois. The Legacy Ranch was established in 2017 to provide equine-assisted therapy to the Chicagoland area. This facility provides therapeutic riding classes in both private and group settings. In addition, Legacy Ranch offers mental health therapy, occupational, physical, and speech therapy in partnership with licensed therapists. The Legacy Ranch's mission is to provide safe, peaceful, empowering opportunities for every participant who walks through their doors, regardless of individual needs, with the assistance of the compassionate herd of horses that inspire healing and growth. Sandy, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. Valerie, thanks so much for having me. It's just great to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about this. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sandy. So, Sandy, tell us about yourself and a little bit about the Legacy Ranch. Sure. So, I... um I'm first and foremost a mom, um, like probably um, everybody that's listening. Um, I grew up in Missouri and came to Chicago when I um, decided to study at Northwestern University. Um, So that brought me here. And then I've been working. I work in finance full time and I'm a volunteer at the Legacy Ranch. Um, I became sort of an accidental business owner after some pretty um, unreal extenuating circumstances in my life brought me here and and sort of called me to, to do this work. There is some type of calling where we're all called together. And I just, I really feel that ever since I stepped foot in Legacy Ranch a couple months ago, it's like, this is just an amazing facility. And I wanted to learn everything I could about it. Yeah, thank you. I, it's, you know, it's interesting the way we started. And, I, you know, I look at, I look at the ranch as being, you know, my silver lining. And I hope it's the silver lining for a lot of people. Um, the way that we started really came from tra- tragedy. I, I lost my father to cancer. Mm-hmm. In uh, 2015, uh, unexpectedly, um, it was a pretty quick turnaround from when his diagnosis happened to when we lost him. Mm-hmm. And he always said to me and my brother, you are my legacy. You're what I leave to this world to make it a better place. Um, and I really took that to heart. Um, and while I was in the grieving process for him, um, something even more devastating happened. And I lost um, one of my dearest friends, Ann Sweeney. She was murdered in a horseback riding um, on a horseback riding trip when she was in Belize. Um, and it's still an unsolved mystery. Um, we don't know how exactly it happened, um, but she was there on, on her equestrian vacation and, and never came home. And so, um, when we lost her, she was 39 unmarried, no children. And I was really focused on what her legacy was going to be. Um, 
what were we going to do to make sure that she was remembered and that her life meant something um, over the long term. And she and I both grew up in Missouri on you know, riding horses at our grandparents' farms um, when we were young. We both actually went to Northwestern. That's how we really became friends. We didn't know each other early in high school. Um, and she always said, um, even though she, you know, she was executive producer for ABC7 News um, at the time when she passed, she always said, in my retirement, I'm going to donate all my time at an equine-assisted therapy facility. Mm. So um, I got together with some friends of hers as well and, and her family, and we created a foundation thinking we would just raise some money in her name and donate it out to do um, some volunteer work at an equine-assisted therapy facility. And, and from there, the rest is a little bit of history now that we have, um, we have our own you know, 20-acre facility here in Lockport. I am so sorry for your loss and that legacy that both your father and your friend, I think that's you know, beautiful from uh, the face of tragedy. Yeah, thank you. And, I, you know, it, it horses became my my way to process my grief. Mm-hmm. Um, when I passed away, I hadn't I hadn't ridden horses since I was 16 and I was you know 40 when Ann passed away. And um, she was shareboarding a horse near my home. Okay. And she had been saying, we need to get back into horseback riding. We need to do this together. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I don't have time. I'm a full-time working mom of two young kids. You know, I, I, who has time for this, right? I kept thinking to myself, when she passed away, though, I picked up the shareboard of her horse. Um, and it was, I was really a, a gut reaction decision when I went to go pick up her things from her barn. Um, and I asked, you know, had she paid her board for the month of January? And the answer was no. And I said, well, I'd like to do that. And by the way, I'd also like to pick up the shareboarding of this horse. And it, it came out of my mouth before I'd even thought about it. Yeah. Um, and so Sequoia was the horse that was, you know, her, her, um, her partner in crime over there. And, mm. and so he became really my, my grief counselor, um, yeah. for lack of a better term. He, he was the one that I, you know, I would go out there, I would brush him, we would ride, we would spend time together. Um, and it really brought me immense joy to know that I was, caring for an animal that Anne, that Anne cared for so much, but also bringing myself back to my roots and how I grew up with my dad and, and my grandfather and um, where, where we had started and, and horses. And, you know, I know we'll get into more detail on that, but horses really do, they really help. Um, and, and they're, they're genetically prone to help us with that. And that's, that's why equine therapy. Can you tell us more about that? I mean, I was so fascinated to learn about just all the benefits that horses give us. And I had no idea actually. And and it's just so interesting. Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, I know, you know, we talk a lot in, you know, in, in our country, especially about animal assisted therapy and, you know, having service dogs and service animals, and they are so special. Um, The difference though, with horses and things like dogs is that horses are prey animals. Um, They're not predators like dogs and cats are. And, and other animals that, you know, are domesticated, they are prey, purely prey. They, you know, they eat grass, they're, they're um, purely vegetarians, and they, um, they're intensely in tune with what's going on around them, because anything could be a danger. Mm. So because of that hyper-awareness of what's going on around them, they become really sensitive to the emotions and the feelings and the energy that people and other animals put off around them. They sense danger, they sense anxiety, they sense anger, and they will react to it. Um, so when whenever a human is is coming in, you know, we come in hot, you know, where we've had a rough day, we come in hot, a horse will back away from that. Mm. They won't, they won't come to you for that. So in order for you to to really have a relationship with a horse, you have to meet them. 
And so you have to take a couple deep breaths, calm down, and then they'll say, okay, now you're safe to approach. Um, and so they oftentimes mirror what we are looking to do as humans and how we communicate not only with um, animals, but also with other people and show us how our reactions are impacting those around us. And we may not be aware of that. Um, additionally, the big thing, and for me, I'm an anxiety sufferer and have been my whole life. And horses have always brought me a sense of peace. And I didn't realize until recent years why that is scientifically. Um, I, I just knew it was. Being around a horse always calmed me down, always made me feel present and safe and peaceful. Um, and you think, you know, it's sometimes interesting to think that when you're, you know, with a 1500 pound animal to feel safe in their presence um, and to feel that sense of peace is, is a little bit um, counterintuitive, but really, they really are powerful animals from that perspective. And, and the science behind that is, has to do with their heartbeat. Um, their hearts are significantly larger than ours, obviously, because they're much larger animals. Mm -hmm. And so the electromagnetic field that it puts off around them helps to basically regulate our hearts. So it'll bring our heart rates down to a level that they wouldn't be um, without uh, being in a horse's presence. And it calms us down. It helps significantly with individuals suffering from PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, trauma. It helps to regulate our emotions and our, our feelings so that we can then start to heal. And that's um, a huge part of why equine therapy is so beneficial and why it's oftentimes more successful for people with those types of disorders than traditional clinical therapy is. Mm, that's so fascinating. I mean, even as you're talking, I'm imagining the horses that I've met recently and just kind of imagining myself holding on to the horse. And like, I really mm -hmm. do feel just that grounding. Over the summer, we went to Cumberland Island, um, which has like some wild horses. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had a neat opportunity with my oldest to ride a horse on the beach on Amelia Island. It was kind of like a bucket list thing. And it's like, you know what? Let's do it. YOLO or whatever that acronym is. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it was just, it was beautiful. I mean, the horses, like I, I just remember there was a rainbow in the sky. We didn't know if we were going to be able to even ride because there was a thunderstorm coming, but it was it went a little further in a different direction. But this rainbow and the horses and like the beats, it almost reminds me of music or a drum beat in a way, like the way it was trotting. And um, I remember also on the trip there, I have three kids and my youngest, um, she just turned three at the time. We were driving through the mountains of Tennessee and North Carolina, and she said to me, Mom, look at all these mountains. They're so big, and you're like a mountain to me. And I thought that was just such a kind of profound thing for a three-year-old to say, because if you think about it, like, you know, we're the safety of our kids and that mm -hmm. the kind of that, that mountain figure. And... When I was thinking about being with the horses, it almost is like that, where they're like my, they're the mountain for the anxiety. Like they, it, I, I totally get it how you're saying like that safety where it's like kind of counterintuitive, but it is this just mountain of something beyond myself that I can regulate and being in concert with another living creature. It's just, it's beautiful. 
It, it really is. And it's, you know, it's one of those things I always say, you know, once, once you've been bit by the horse bug, it's hard to get rid of it. Um, and I, you know, I was, I was bit early on my, my, you know, my family had horses when I was born. And so they, they put me in the saddle when I was an infant and mm. in front of them. And then I got my own, you know, horses at two. And it, it, once you, once you find that peace and that feeling with the horses, you really, you really live with it for the rest of your life. And you know where you can find that, that level of peace again. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting because we see a lot of people who have had horses in the past or have had experiences with animals in the past that they, that they love, but then had gotten away from it that come back and find it again when they're in need. Mm. And um, it's, it's a, it's a huge gift that these animals give us to be able to provide that level of peace that we don't often find on our own. Yeah. I have not owned any horses before, but just thinking of my dogs in the past, like our dog right mm -hmm. now, I noticed the tone of my voice that the dog was listening to, or if I yelled at her in a way that like I wanted her to come inside. Sometimes she loves to just bark at everything. And <laughs> I'm like, really, can you just stop? Like we all get it. Like you're barking at geese and <laughs> Oh my gosh. And um, so sometimes I get annoyed and I'm like, my dog's name's Juno. And if I say Juno in a harsh tone, she doesn't really want to come in. And I almost yeah. have to like lighten, relax my tone. Yep. And that's kind of similar, I feel like, with the horses where they can sense it. It sounds like horses being prey animals can sense it even more so. Yeah, you don't really even need to say. I mean, to, to you know, and I love my dog also, so yeah. I definitely appreciate the the work that dogs do um, in this sense as well. Mm -hmm. But you're right. I mean, and you think about humans too. Do you want to respond to somebody who's yelling at you? Not really. Mm -hmm. You know, right? You 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 want to be handled differently, even if you're not, you know, behaving in the way that they you know want you to behave. Yeah, we don't all respond positively to being yelled at or having a tone of voice where we feel like we're being you know we're being scolded. And so I do think that. It helps us. Animals help us to understand communication and how we should be communicating with other individuals in our lives. And that's one of the reasons it's 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 so beneficial to people, especially like the veterans groups, mm. um, because they've had such trauma and they come back um, to you know reintegrate into their families and into society and and they struggle with that right because they've been through so much trauma and so much um, PTSD comes along with that oftentimes that their interpersonal skills suffer um and they and they need to figure out how to get back to that where they feel they feel safe they feel comfortable and they're able to have those those really strong um relationships and and able to communicate again um when they're you know when they're back from war which is a tough thing to do when you've experienced that absolutely i reminded when i um was learning about how to guide the horse around the arena um the instructor was saying like even like if you look, if your mind is looking in a certain way, the horse kind of senses that you want to move in a certain way. Just this world gives us so many opportunities of things to look at where I love that the simplicity, like, you know, it's just not that any of this is simple. None of this is. But when you think about how just this world has given us so many opportunities, like animals, nature, that it's just, it's beautiful to think about how it's all connected, I feel like. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, we've been given such gifts with, with the animals that we love, right? The animals that come into your life, if you're an animal lover, you know, and um, it, they are, they make our lives better. They just do. Um, and I know, again, horses, a lot of times people are fearful because they're so large yeah. and they're, you know, they're so intimidating to a lot of people. And that is also part of the gift that they 
they provide is that, you know, they can be really large and intimidating. And in order to gain their trust, um, for you to trust them and for them to trust you, that is a relationship that you have to build. And it doesn't just come day one. And it doesn't just come um, with standing, you know, standing there and and uh, meeting them for the first time. It's a it's a earned relationship. And when you have a horse that loves you and trusts you and where you love them and trust them, it's a it's an amazing relationship to have because it's really like no other um, other relationship with any other animal I've ever had. Um, even though, again, I love my dog. He is mm-hmm. always by my side and, and can't imagine life without him. It's, it's different with horses. Horses seem to help with so many things, like with um, certain pediatric conditions, with even like just so many conditions. What other things can horses help with in addition to like mental health and uh, trauma? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, I was a big proponent. One of the reasons we started the Legacy Ranch is because there weren't a lot of options for mental health in the area, equine assisted mental health. And so that was a big way, you know, big reason we started um, is because there was a lack of that in the area. But horses have a wealth of um, a wealth of abilities that they provide so many services to our clients. And, and, you know, as you mentioned, OT, PT, speech, um, therapeutic writing, in addition to the the PTSD, anxiety, depression, in addition to that, there's also huge components physically. So um, when we're talking about like OT and PT in the saddle, the horse's movement for individuals who either aren't very ambulatory, are working on core strength, um, are, are learning how to walk or move or relearn how to do those things, the horse, their movement mimics our, our movement. And so for people who aren't able to move their legs or walk or have core balance issues, all of those things the horse creates for us. Um, And so what it does is it helps build those muscles um, that physically they aren't able to build on their own. And the horse allows them to be mobile before they're really able to be mobile. So we see a lot of early childhood um, OT and PT clients who are learning to walk um, on their own, who are um, really working to build those core muscles up so they can pull themselves up, hold themselves up in the saddle. And we see tremendous improvement. For that, mm-hmm. not only because of the physical aspect, right, but be also because of all the emotional and mental discussion that we had prior that the horses make them feel comfortable. It's a warm surface, so it's not a clinical surface where you know you're on the floor, you're on a table, or any of those things. It's a warm, movable, movable surface where the horse is moving with you and really helps to not only build the connection so that the clients want to come to therapy every week, but also is a really good tool that has that motion that you really can't replicate without having an, a physical live being that's able to move that way. Mm. I also know you guys do um, like events too. Like I noticed like there's yoga with horses, like scouting events, team building events. Like is that, can you talk to us more about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So our, our goal here is really to provide services for anyone. Our, you know, we, we want to make sure that everyone is comfortable, treated with respect, um, treated with dignity. And so we are a fully um, certified ADA facility um, so that everyone can can use our services here. We have a wheelchair lift to get people on horses who may not be ambulatory enough to do that themselves. Um, but we provide any kind of service. So we do a lot of birthday parties. So whether that's for um, special needs children or otherwise, we do birthday parties, we do corporate team building events for leadership. A lot of times it's, again, about communication and how you communicate in the workplace. And horses are great mirrors for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And to learn some of those tools about how to get somebody who 
doesn't necessarily want to you know, come with you to get them to come with you. Um, you know, and, and a horse is great for that. Um, all kinds of other events. We do fun things, you know, seasonally, Halloween parties, Easter egg hunts, um, pictures with Santa, all kinds of fun things for the family. A lot of this is really um, put on because we are, are doing that to support our therapeutic work because we want it to be affordable for everyone. So anytime we can raise money that will help offset costs for our families or provide scholarship opportunities for those that can't afford the therapies, we are certainly happy to do that. And, and all those different events and um, parties allow us to do that as well. Mm. That's amazing. Now, can you tell us, Andy, like if anyone who's listening today feels called to do so, is there where can they access your website or how can we give donations, volunteer, or look into these services? Yeah, absolutely. We are primarily a volunteer-run organization, myself included. Um, we do have some full-time staff members who are here to help, but our volunteers are the core of what we do. Um, we definitely cease to exist without our volunteer help. So if you are interested in, in learning more about us or or coming here to volunteer, or just meeting the horses and having a tour, um, our website is www.thelegacyranch.org. Um, you can find how to get a hold of us there, contact, um, updated information, some information on our horses and our background um, and some of our programs as well. But certainly you can always um, give us a call, shoot us an email through the website um, and we will um, we'll respond. But we are really happy to be able to provide services to the community in any aspect. And I always say, you know, if it's something that's safe that we can do that seems fun um, and that we can provide here, we're happy to, to create new programs for people, too. And so we're very very much willing to flex with the individual um, and what their needs are to make it a, a really um, rewarding experience and an enjoyable experience for everybody involved. Mm, that's awesome. I will definitely put all of that information in the show notes so our listeners can take a look at that. And Sandy, so I have uh, listeners who are local, but also listeners that are not local to the Chicagoland area. What would you recommend if someone like wanted to look into horse therapy or equine therapy um, or see if it's like something with their insurance, all that kind of stuff? Where would you recommend they start? Yeah. So depending on the type of equine assisted therapy you're looking for, there are different ways to, to Google or to um, search for this. So there's equine assisted psychotherapy. You can search for that if you're looking for mental health work, um, equine assisted learning um, or equine assisted therapy. Or um, if you're looking for therapeutic writing, PATH International, P-A-T-H, is the organization that certifies therapeutic writing instructors. And I do strongly recommend that you um, you go through their site or look for someone who is PATH certified. Um, right now, actually, there's no requirement in the U.S. that um, individual instructors need to have any kind of certification or, um, or schooling to be able to teach therapeutic writing. Um, so I definitely recommend you find um, a, a group that does certify their, their therapists and their, and their instructors. Um, I think that's really important, um, as well as ask what their programs are for training their horses and how do they get their horses and do they keep their horses um, you know, when they retire and things like that, all those things are important. Um, but there are so many great organizations around the country and around the world that do this work. Mm. Um, you'll definitely find something close to your home if you want to get involved. Um, but those are the things I would certainly look for. And then, you know, and then ask them how you can help and what would be most beneficial to them. I know everyone is always looking for, for donations and funding and sponsorships because most often equine assisted therapy isn't fully covered by insurance. Um, it's actually something we're lobbying and we're working with some of our local senators to get that changed. Colorado was the first state in the country to approve 
um, additional funding for equine assisted therapy. And so we're looking to get that spread across the country as well. So um, definitely, um, if you get involved, it's something to look for and, and certainly battle um, as well with with the legislature to try to get that pushed through so we get more people that are able to take advantage of the amazing um, the amazing results that equine assisted therapy provide. Absolutely. That's all just so, so important and so helpful to know. I mean, I, like I was saying earlier, like I just, this opened up like a whole new world to me that I did not know. And I have a pediatric background and I just Mm -hmm. didn't hear much about it. I mean, it's been a while since I've like been in the clinic setting, but it was just, it seems like the more we can spread awareness of this and the more we can tell people about the, the resources and the benefits that horses can give to people, it's just so powerful. And especially like, I think sometimes of families that are just struggling with that either being like um, mental health issues or just like just refractory conditions that just nothing seems to be helping and that it seems like this is just um, almost like a light, like a door that like to look into to see if something like that can be helpful for them. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten calls from from parents, from moms usually, um, that call and say, you know, my kid's never been around a horse, but I've heard this could be really beneficial. I'm not sure how this is going to work. Um, you know, you know, he has autism and I, I don't know how he's going to react. I said, it's okay. This is a safe space. You know, come in, we'll schedule a tour. We'll, you know, we'll walk through, we'll see how he reacts. If he wants to interact with the horses, he can. If he doesn't, that's okay too. Um, but just to be in their presence to see, see what the reaction is. And it's amazing sometimes. And the parents are oftentimes more amazed, I think, than I am because I've seen it happen so many times, but it almost feels like miracles happen. Um, and I, I, I don't use that lightly. Yeah. Um, we do see a lot of, of people that come in here and really change around the animals. Um, autism is a big one, right? We have, we have children that get in the saddle that don't speak and then they get in the saddle and they speak. I've, I've seen a child for the first time say, I love you, mom, while they're in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you can't replicate that and you can't um, guess that those things are going to happen. But so often these individuals that are nonverbal, that, that have different, um, different abilities or have struggled in, you know, traditional types of therapies, so often um, they are able to connect on a deeper level with the animals and they feel safer and they're able then to really focus in on what's going on with themselves and they become more verbal, more active. We have a child that we see now who, um, who has a number of, of different, um, diagnoses, autism, down syndrome, um, some different, uh, nonverbal, um, concerns. And she gets in the saddle and she lights up. She's a different person. Her posture changes. She speaks um, she, she talks to her horse, she communicates, she is all smiles. And it is when she's in the saddle versus when she is out of the saddle, it is like two different people. And I, and I think it's the, you know, the movement of the horse, um, that helps with that. It's the regulation of all those things. But I think, you know, my advice would definitely be give it a try, find a place that's close to you, um, and find, you know, go there and see what you think, because you may really be surprised. Um, the reason I, I opened the ranch is because so many places had wait you know, wait list. And I said, if my, you know, my two kids, if they needed this therapy and I had to wait for a really long time, um, I would be devastated because it's been so beneficial to so many people. So um, give it a try, go and check it out. And even if it's just two or a facility, see how you feel. And you may need to go see a few. Um, they're definitely not all created equal. So um, t- check it out. Um, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the uh, response you receive from your family members. Mm, that's so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, 
Sandy, this is all so, so helpful. I mean, I think this is such valuable information and I really appreciate you sharing this with all of our listeners. Please, if you're listening to this and you feel like someone you know would find this helpful, please share this episode. Check out the Legacy Ranch. It's been just a beautiful experience uh, for me and I know for other people out there as well. All right, so Sandy, um, thank you so, so much for your time. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with before we go? No, I think this has been great. And, you know, certainly I would just encourage you, if you have any questions, if there's anything that, you know, we can help you with or even point you in the right direction, if you're in another location, um, please reach out. And um, we we are here to help. That is the whole purpose of what we do. Everyone here um, that works here knows that's our mission is to, to help people. And if we can do that in any way, um, we're happy to do that. I, I strongly encourage you to check out our website. There are some videos there and some parents that have testimonials and experiences. It is emotional. We all cry. I will tell you, I will warn you. Mm. We all cry because it is, it's sometimes miraculous as to what what they've been able to accomplish um, with the horses that they maybe weren't able to accomplish before. And it's such a joy to see the pride on the parents' faces. So often some of these children that we see, and you know, we see adults as well, um, but so often some of these children that we see, it's it's amazing to see how how able they are mm. to do things that maybe people didn't give them credit for previously. And the pride that the parents have on their faces when they're able to watch their children do things that other kids do that maybe they weren't able to before. Um, it's, it's amazing. And I, you know, I, like I said, I, I call it miracles a lot. And, um, I just, I'm so thankful for the, the horses and their ability to be able to provide this, this service, um, to these families. It's, it's just really a gift. Mm, that's beautiful. It creates a lot of moments that wouldn't happen without the, without the horses being present. And it's just, it's so great to see, see these individuals that we, um, that we work with just light up and really you get to see the core of their being. Um, when they're, when they're working with them. And it's, it's amazing. I, I love it. I love every minute of it. Anytime I can get out and watch what's going on in the back, I'm, I'm thrilled to do so because it just, it brings me so much joy. Yes. That's awesome. Now, Sandy, I have one more question. This is more of like a, a fun question. I was just thinking okay. of, of like, what is your favorite horse name or who names the horses or how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah. So it's funny. Some of our horses come with their names. Um, if they had a good background, a lot of times we'll keep them because, you know, we want them to, you know, if they've had positive associations with that name. However, we have horses that maybe didn't come from such great backgrounds and we want them to have sort of a new, a new beginning. Um, we will, we will rename them. My, and I'll give you a couple, couple of options here. Um, but our, my first horse that I rescued, um, she didn't have a name when we when we got her. She had no name. She just had a number um, that was glued to her to her tail. She was number five twenty four, and I, I look at this number every day. It's posted to my corkboard here. Um, she had no name, and so we named her Phoenix um, for her rebirth when she came um, to the ranch. And we call her Nixie for short. Mm -hmm. um, but we we gave her the name Phoenix because we knew she was going to have a second life um, that was really going to be more spectacular than the first one that she was given. So that one's really meaningful to me. And then on a fun note, um, one of our other horses came in with a with a name that was so similar to something we already had. So we ended up naming him Tater because he looked like kind of a round potato. So he's <laughs> just more fun than anything. Tater, Tater's one of my favorites just because it's fun to say and it, and it fits him perfectly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's great. It's fun to like look at their names and like my kids are always interested in the names of the horses. Like, oh, what's that name? And, you know, it's just mm -hmm. fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and it's great because, like I said, some of them come with them, and we, you know, we want to honor that if they've had, you know, wonderful owners that have they've had such good relationships with that name and being called that name. But the ones that have had rougher lives, we want to we want to give them we want to give them a new identity and a new and a new life. And so we oftentimes will rename those that have come from harder backgrounds. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. I really appreciate your time, and I hope. You have a great rest of your day, and I hope all of the listeners out there have a wonderful day, and definitely check out the Legacy Ranch and let them know if you have any questions at all. Valerie, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you.